And did you literally stop? That's at what your I was going to say. Did you get to stand in the thing with the? There was a batch of wine that we made that involved crushing the grapes with your feet, and ah! Allie did that. So, that is um, so cool. Have... Someone's drank wine out there that your wife's feet have been a part yes. of. Yes, that is correct. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Welcome to the Snack Show with Jamie Fallon. We're just a couple gals snacking our way through life and talking about it. This is your first time in a podcast studio? I just laid the snack down is what I'm saying. Jamie, why in the H-E double pretzel sticks did we start a podcast? That's a great question that I don't remember the answer to. Cheers, snackers. <laughs> it's a great episode we've got for you. We're already drunk about it. Oh, my God. Um, we are so excited to be here. If you're looking to your left. All right. All right. Or if you're just listening, we've got a guest in the house. Would you say your name? Hello, friends. My name is Jesse McGowan. Jesse McGowan's here. Good friend, Or Jessie. if you've ever been to an Annie F. Downs tour date in 2022 or 2023, we call him dad that's true it's probably the most confusing <laughs> thing for people who aren't a part of the team or don't know what's going on because like 10 minutes ago uh kelly was walking past and i was waiting here uh-huh. and she had someone with her and she just goes dad what are you doing here and the person <laughs> turned and looked at me with a very strange look in their face like and because like, no it's not my dad never mind also oh, last year it was weird because you weren't even a dad and now you're dad. actually a dad so there is some context wow, how old is your child uh, he will be four months next week, so <gasps> wow. I know. Very squishy. He's a very Aww, cute child. We love a squishy Getting boy. Getting enormous. Doesn't miss a lot of meals. It's good. Good little baby. We love that. We love that. What's his name? Benji. Or Benjamin. Benji. We call him Benji. Oh, I love it. I yep. love it so much. Okay, so today's episode, mm-hmm. are we going to try and say it at the same time? Yes. Okay. One, two, three. Wine Max. No, not wine snacks. We turns add snacks out, to every say fucking wine. At the same time, snacks. you have to be saying the same thing. Yeah, yeah, we add snacks. We've tried every time, Jesse. Every time. I, I know, but this w- the, no, this one is not wine snacks. That would be a cracker. This is wine. Anything can be a snack if you try hard enough. It's wine snacks. <laughs> okay. Where the real ideation of this came was when Jesse and I were on tour together in 2022, we had just launched the snack show. We had. And so we came up with an idea called libation exploration. Mm. It had an elevated sound to yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. It really fancy. does. So that's what we're calling today. But Jesse's real expertise is wine. It is. It is certainly an enthusiasm. Yeah, yeah. Wine. Yes, definitely. Now, did you study academically for this subject matter? Um, if consumption counts as, counts as academics. <laughs> yes, it does. Yes. yes. Consumption counts um, toward that 10,000 hours. <laughs> right. No. Uh, so I don't have any what you would call like formal like training training is that called sommelier school no so so, i feel like this is a whole different uh rabbit hole i am technically i do technically have a certificate i have a level one certification in wine for a company called w set so that's a wine and spirits education trust okay and that's a global like wine education organization and i have that the first level of education from that i'm doing my second level later this year so that I is official. Have, so that that's is, something. Yeah. You so have a, a certificate. Set. I'm yes. a set level as much as I got expert school, level content is, here. But it, I do think it is technically a different education organization than like the sommelier certificate. So like for the God. people Wait, that do how like their master sommelier. 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 Oh, I thought it was so, sommelier. Is yeah, another I, way I've heard it pronounced. I thought it was what's the correct way? Sommelier. I heard. No, it might be sommelier. I it's French word. Okay. If you're French and listening to the snack show, you just let us know. There's there's French like wine varietals that there you can talk to three different people that all know their stuff and they'll each say a a great different way. Interesting. uh, Okay. You just kind of live your best. Yeah. So earlier you said libation exploration, Mm -hmm. and we love to be very accurate on the snack show. So in our heads we said, what is a libation? And I am surprised at this. Bring it, historian or pot historian. The definition is a drink poured out as an offering to a deity. Oh, wow. (laughs) Jeez. Is there a second definition? So that's one. Okay. Another one would be a pouring out of a drink 
again, as an offering to a deity. I don't know why it's there twice. Or a drink. Just a drink. Or just a drink. I tend to think that what we're doing is a nod to our Jesus Christ about okay. See, when you go yeah. to dictionary.com for me, Merriam-Webster says, it says a liquid, in parentheses, such as wine, used in a libation. Not helpful because I yeah. still need to what know about what... about the one above? Yeah, yeah. The deity one's there. I'm just saying wine but is But that mentioned. one's interesting. Read that one. The one that you just said? No, no, no. This one. An act of pouring a liquid as a sacrifice. As a sacrifice. That's different. Oh, I mine that's was Mine was an offering. Oh, offering. Oh, okay. This, that's true. So this and is then, different. And then the other option is... This makes us all is... sound very, much uh-huh. more ritualistic. <laughs> like yeah, the last one like is... there's going to be some... There should be some... <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, what are the incense? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Some sure, incense sure. Uh-huh. The last one says a drink containing alcohol. So that's wait. kind of the context. I tend yeah, yeah. to use that word. Yeah, so sure. The context are. is important. It for is. Words. It so, is. But be careful because someone may think that you have like when you're some calling deities. someone dad. That's a different connotation. There is the a context. lot of context. <laughs> fair. The context is important. Fair. fair, fair, fair. Okay, so you have consumed wine. Sure. But you've also spent time learning about the whole process. Correct. Yeah, yeah that was. I'd say that definitely was what kicked my like real want to learn more about wine was uh, my wife and I had a chance to go to Italy and uh, stay at a winery in Campania, Italy uh, and live above the cellar. And then for a month, we like every day just came down and did cellar work and vineyard work. And so harvesting um grapes and then crushing and doing all the things and the bottling and everything and did you literally stop that's what i was gonna say did you get to stand in the thing with the there was a batch of wine that we made that involved crushing the grapes with your feet and Ah! Allie did that so that is um, so cool someone's drank wine out there that your wife's feet have been a part of yes that is correct now what's it, it is you know it should be comforting to those listening that all that happens pre-fermentation and so sure, yeah, yeah, the sure. fermentation helps to you know take care of the bacteria get rid of some, the the some, some of the yes. feet the any feet of the stuff. extra <laughs> fun stuff floating around there so yeah, there yeah, yeah. shouldn't be any residual foot in the world <laughs> you uh, know what that'd be a great name for a wine no or a band residual no, foot. no residual foot <laughs> is my wine brand name i love it so yeah that um I suppose there was some time leading up to that as we were getting more and more interested in wine. We didn't just kind of on a whim mm-hmm. go, but we had found this particular wine that we really loved and reached out to the winery that made that wine. And so we just messaged them on, on Instagram. Uh, and they were the like, booth. yeah, come live here and then you can work for us. And at work exchanges are like a fairly common thing in that industry. Like a lot okay. of people will take like times during the harvest because particularly the fall, like, depending on where they are, September, October, November is when the harvest is done. And that's kind of the busiest time of year for a winery. So they don't keep a high number of employees throughout the entire year. They just kind of have yeah, people maintain stuff. It's yeah. very seasonal, like most agriculture is. And so they will take very just kind of like part-time work holiday type uh, people in. And um, now being Americans, we couldn't like technically like work for them with visas sure. and stuff. So they just did like a room and board exchange. They fed us every day and fed all our, you know, so we lived on site. Cool. And then we just. And we you said you were there stuff. a month? Yeah. We were and on. what was the city? Uh, so the city we were in is Ariano Irpina, okay. which is the larger. <laughs> uh, the larger region is Campania. It's uh, Campania. so Nable, Naples yep. is the major city that's closest, and that's okay. on the west coast. And then uh, we were about an hour and a half straight inland of Naples. Okay. So Very the, cool. it's definitely not the most well-known region in Italy for for wine. Uh, the kind of the big wine regions that we you would have heard of would be like Piedmont or Florence, Tuscany. Sure. All those Sicily. Those uh-huh. are kind of the more common yep. place places where like, Italian wine. But the Campania, like that southern third region. I mean, wine is grown everywhere in Italy. It's, sure. It's you just it's one of the in terms of like from top to bottom you can grow wine in the entirety of italy and not a lot of countries are like that a lot of countries are a lot more pocketed where Uh they can actually grow stuff because wine's so sensitive to like uh just climate variables and stuff so the whole country though from top to bottom can grow quite good wine so but you can find lots of different regions everywhere so yeah that bottom third area is where we were and it's one of the 
it's certainly one of the oldest like historical regions for wine growing okay. as well. So, can I throw a couple questions at oh, you already? Of course, please. My first question is: Is Italy known more for white or red wine, or just both are? There's a there's an even uh, vote of even Stevens. Yeah, I'd say both. Trend. I think the thing with like whites and reds is the most famous wines tend to be red wines. Okay, so I think that's not. 100% true. Sure. I'm going to get myself in trouble with people who are like wine people no matter what I say here because you're there's good. always we'll like you. you're, the, you're the expert in our rooms. So yes. Uh, we believe you. So, I mean, if you think of regions like you know, Bord- your Bordeaux in France or your Burgundies, they have like both whites and reds that uh-huh. they go for. But the wines that tend to be like the really age worthy wines that like you are that hold on to for a long time or you can't yep. hold on to for a long time, they tend to be reds. So I for me the more famous wine regions tend to be red uh-huh. stuff, but there's also white wine is still incredibly popular. Sure. Um, so it all just kind of depends. They definitely have their wines that they're known for of whites and reds, but uh-huh. uh, yeah, both is the yeah. answer. <laughs> and you, and you personally, are you more red or a white fan? Definitely more of a red wine drinker. Okay. Um, it's, is it the temperature, the taste, the color? It's, what is it? You know, I've tr- I, it's an, it's a fair question. I think it's um it's kind of like a texture and complexity sure. thing yeah. for me uh, because uh, red wines are fermented with their skins, uh, and that's where a lot of the like f- different flavors and textures come from is uh-huh. the actual skin of the grape. Um, the juice of the the grape is actually um, not really that dark. It tends to be um, like even red wine, uh, red grapes. The juice, if you were to just like peel a, sure. uh, uh, a red grape and just squeeze it, it's actually almost like white colored. Okay. But all the color from, from, comes from the skin. So the wines yeah, made with the skins sense. used more. And so to me, you get more interesting textures and aromas when you let the wine sit on those skins because there's just so much extra that comes out of that whereas white wine is traditionally made either with no skin contact or very little unless we're talking about something that i brought in today for us (gasps) to play with today which is a category of wine called an orange Orange wine wine. what which we don't have to go there right yet if we don't want to or we can but an orange wine is effectively a white wine that is processed like a red wine so they ferment the white grapes uh with the skins with and everything skin. and that's where you get the copper or orange color so you, get orange you don't really color. hear much about orange wine so is that because the process is not as effective there there's not a demand for orange wine like what why does it make sense that red yeah we use the skin white meh why is a very interesting question. <laughs> it's it's definitely so the wine world is a definitely one that has a lot of like traditions and mm-hmm. kind of like mm-hmm. uh, methods that are just they're done the way they are because that's the way they've been done. Got um, it. And it's also sometimes it's just preference. So you can take um, a single grape varietal or the single same grape from a vineyard and you can process it you know, with the skins or without, and you'll get two very different products. I don't think it's necessarily better or worse. There are some people that don't think that white wine should be processed with the skins. They think that the white, that it imparts negative characteristics to the wine. They think it's because white wines can tend to be more delicate. They can be uh, lighter, Uh that they are more, they are best shown with just the juice being the primary characteristics mm-hmm. coming through and not what's imparted by the skins that makes sense. so i think the other part of it is i think you can find more interesting orange wine at a cheaper price point than interesting white wine at a cheaper mm. price for me mm-hmm, mm-hmm, um mm-hmm. white wine unfortunately the best wine does tend to be just more expensive i sure. there's, there's a range to it there's sure. it's not like any, if you want a good bottle of wine you have to spend hundred dollars that's definitely not the case but there is kind of a a range in which you are paying for like really well made wine at in that in a certain price range so for uh, let's see what's the best way to say this i just think because it's not as popular you can get better wine for a lower price okay. than you can get for like the same quality of wine and like a white wine that's made more traditionally to me. totally okay, so, so i like playing with that go orange that. wine though is it just not made as like what what why is it not as popular is it there's just not as a lot available so people don't know it exists is it only made in certain places 
Is it more exclusive? No, or it's, no? I, I think it's actually becoming more popular, um, frankly. And I'm not, you know, here just to like be the champion of yeah, the yeah. orange wine. I mean, I do really enjoy it. I, I think the it's first a fun... time I tasted it was last year yeah. when you had a wine tasting for us. I think it's just kind when of a I fun, a different way to to try different white like white wine varietals. Yeah. But I think it's in part because orange wines kind of come out in the natural wine making movement, which is kind of a whole another yeah. category of wine things. And if you talk to like really classic wine people, they think natural wines trash. And uh-huh. if you talk to like devout natural wine people, they think anything made more like it's called like you know commercially or classically is you know just over over managed and Mm. stuff like that i don't even like i think the term natural wine is too vague i like to i like to say it's like uh, minimal intervention wines got it um so like you're talking most orange wines are going to be fermented which with like the natural yeast so wild yeast natural fermentation is another term that we could uh, get into. Uh, <laughs> natural, Sounds scientific. Natural fermentation. Minimal basically. intervention it just makes me feel like the grapes are uh, naughty. Yeah. I feel like I feel like we've gone down like two really deep rabbit holes like in the first five minutes of no. this podcast. I'm like, no, I was trying to I was trying to keep this more no, basic, this, but this we're just so kind of like going down a rabbit me. trail. So I think it's it's not as popular just because it hasn't been how that it's been done it's for a, new a long movement. time. So it's a little bit of a newer yeah. thing, which is funny because it's actually just kind of an older thing. It's mm-hmm. this is how all wine would have really been made. Got it. Pre kind of the modernization of wine in the last 150 years. Okay. This is how wine would have been made. It would have been fermented on the skins. It would have been ferment. You know, it would have been relatively unfiltered. Um, those types of characteristics would all be true to wine. And then as the wine making kind of advanced and they figure out cleaner you know like not cleaner is the wrong word but different methods to make the wine have like higher clarity and all these different things they, they kind of refined winemaking over the years uh-huh. and so now there's this kind of movement of winemakers that are unrefining things in uh-huh. a ways and they're not it's not not good winemaking it's just a lot more of letting the expression of the wine in a given season kind of show through uh-huh. as opposed to trying to hit a consistent benchmark year after year with like what the wine you're making. Yeah. So it's just kind of a different philosophy of winemaking in general. Um, and some of them honestly kind of taste weird and I don't like them, but yeah. some of them are really good. I love it. Jamie, red or white fan? I don't really drink a lot of wine. Okay, get her out. Fallon. Oh, red or white? Yeah, yeah, it's a good good Um, more red or white. Mine. I tend to go more white. Okay, so you do. I do. Tell me. Tell me about that. Um, I, I like the more like lighter, Mm -hmm. not as bold. I feel like red can get a little too like alcoholy taste for Mm -hmm. me, and I like just a little more like light and fruity. Um, I also like the crispiness of like a, a yep. white wine versus What's your like favorite kind of white wine. Um, okay, so I have some questions for you here. Okay. Because first of all, I love bubbles. So like champagne, okay. prosecco, brute, like love, love bubbles. This is team Jamie is out because she out. hates bubbles. This is why wine's hard for me. Red wine stains my teeth and I'm really vain, which is why I drink all my coffee through a straw. Everybody sure. knows this. I can't handle bubbles. I don't like it in a LaCroix and mm-hmm. I, it, champagne gives me a migraine. Like, so I don't do that. And then like dry white wine, not for me. In my 20s, did I drink Riesling? Probably. But Sorry, what was that varietal you just threw out there? Riesling. Okay, sorry. I thought you said Riesling. Oh, and no. I was like. No, no, no. Riesling. Riesling's so sweet. Ooh, um, too much. And, but that's what it's too sweet now that yeah. I'm not 24. Sure. And so I just, I don't dislike wine. I just don't have any. Maybe orange wine is your yeah. thing. I did try this last year and I liked it. Did we, we did. Did, it. I, did I? I don't think it was this bottle. Oh, we it tried. Was just a, I tried. We tried a few different just ones. A yeah. On wine. the tour, so on the tour last year, I did a wine tasting. On we the had bus. an off day in Santa Fe, and New Mexico, and I was a she really. Like that she clarifies that it was an off day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was a real treat in that I showed up and he would be like, "Okay, look at the legs. What do you also see? Also, stems or whatever. Like, what are the things on the glass? Is it stems? Like, uh, no, I don't think I've ever heard them called stems. Oh, okay. I, just I made also that up. don't find those. <laughs> Wait, you know what when, it you, is? when you swish the cup around, the... you see like what's on there, or like the glass. And okay. I'd be like, I see the future, and he'd be like, You're oh, an idiot. Geez. And then we would taste it, and they'd that be was like, not a direct quote. What do? You... Yeah, Although yeah. I have said that. Yeah, before. yeah. <laughs> and then I would, um, I'd swirl it. I also hadn't drank any, so this was just sober me being a brat. We would be like, What do you taste? And someone would be like, mm, Apricots and whatever. And I'd be like. I taste our Lord and Savior. So, 
Wow. I'm a real. How did I'm you a, deal with this? I'm a real treat. Jesse, of a do you want to be my new it co-host? Was, do you it understand? Was, <laughs> it was good patience learning for being a real dad. I she was. It. She was just giving me the. I was dad prepping. And... Okay, let me go back to my okay, white wine. So yes. no, so, bu- you love bubbles. So I love bubbles. But okay. if we're just going no bubbles, my question for you is. Pinot Grigio Chardonnay. They feel like a similar family. You're either one or the other. I didn't know much about either. And so it would just be like if someone asked me what I wanted, I just kind of guess. But then someone told me Chardonnay's the like classiest of the white wine. So I started to just order Chardonnay because I felt like I wanted the best one. You wanted to feel elevated. Wow. Yeah. There's a lot there. Yeah. Break that down. <laughs> Therapy session. The class. <laughs> I've never, I don't think I've ever heard someone say that the Chardonnay. Uh, yes. Would I, you I, say I, the exact opposite? Uh, no, I wouldn't say the exact. I just that doesn't. That's such a. It's just a funny way. I wouldn't say you could say that there's like a white wine that's like the classic. The class. There's no. There's no. Okay. There's no hierarchy there. There's not really a hierarchy to that. Honestly, I think most people think very little of Chardonnay because of the way that it tends to be made the most in America, which is just like heavy, heavy oaked Chardonnay. So okay. this like. When you finish making a wine, you can age it in a variety of different things. It can be aged in steel tanks. It can be aged in oak. It can be aged, okay. or like new or old oak. Uh-huh. It can be aged in clay or called amphora. And there's all and each of those different ways that you age the wine or ferment it in those things affects the flavor to it uh-huh. or in imparts a flavor into it. Other than stainless steel and concrete, well, concrete does a little bit, but stainless steel is supposed to be neutral, so it shouldn't. Wait, people do make wine in concrete? They. Age it and ferment it in concrete, like giant concrete um, containers. Yeah, like wow. big. Like I know. I'm learning so much. Gallons, I am too. Um, vats basically okay. are made out of concrete. So if you um, were like Fallon, if you're going to spend your time with white wine, those, and, you, and you want the best of the best, what would you suggest? The best. See, that's that's too. That's like it, saying the best snack that, in the world. It depends. It all depends on what you're looking for in a wine. So. Sure. I think Chardonnay is made in such a wide variety of styles that it's hard to just say Chardonnay you want the board. you want Chardonnay because yeah. the way that a, a Chardonnay is made in California sure. is going to be completely different than a way a Chardonnay is made in Burgundy. Got it. And that's the other part that makes it tricky when you're shopping for your wine is when you're talking um, uh, buying wine from American vineyards and when you're buying wine from uh, European vineyards uh-huh. because almost. Always, but not exclusively, European um, wines are labeled for the region that they're grown in, sure. not the wine that is they're made with. Ah. And in America or New World, as it's kind of classified, uh-huh. so New World primarily being USA, um, Australia, South America, those are all considered New World because they're kind of the newer uh-huh. wine regions. Old World being, prim- you know, Europe, but, you know, that's France, Italy, sure. Spain, Germany. So those regions, so all of those countries are going to label their wines. You know, if if you wanted a, a Chardonnay from France, you're not going to be able to go just look on the shelves and, and find a bottle that says Chardonnay that was made in France necessarily. Uh-huh. You're going to have to find a bottle labeled White Burgundy. And that's God. Burgundy. White Burgundies are almost always going to be made with Chardonnay unless you have a winemaker trying to do something differently. But honestly, most of the time, by law, they can't label something a white burgundy and it be something other than Chardonnay because they get really weird with their classifications. So so a Chardonnay, does that point to the type of grape so or the Chardonnay process? So Chardonnay is the grape. The, okay. So it Chardonnay is, the grape. is okay. the grape varietal okay. that it's made Got it, with. got it, got it. And got so it. like if you're going on the shelf and you see a California, they're just going to label it with Chardonnay or even got in it. Oregon okay. or in Washington. They're just going to say it's Chardonnay on there. Okay. Whereas if you wanted a Chardonnay from Italy, you'd have to know... Either by looking on the back, sometimes they'll list uh-huh. the back, or you would just have to know by which region that they were grown that they were grown in that that's the grape that they use. They use. Okay. So a little <gasps> wow. complicated, but that's, to say no, awesome. that it's the best, it's I think some regions do certain grapes really well uh-huh. because some grapes or grapes are really sensitive to where they're grown, sure. and not every varietal grows really well everywhere. Sure. So. The reason that Chardonnay does really well in Burgundy, uh, as an example, is because they, the way that the, it's a little bit of a cooler climate, that that treats that grape really well, but it tastes a certain way coming from there, where it's going to taste completely different coming from, let's say, northern Italy or something grown in Spain. Uh, there's not a lot of Chardonnay, but you get yeah. the point. So sure, sure, sure. I'd say it's going to be way more about you're going to have to find the style of wine that you like. Uh-huh. And then you, we can start like working out 
where you could find grapes grown and it could be a bunch of different varietals. This is like a therapy session. We can work out, you know, which one you like and then we'll move toward the personality test. Yes, I love this so much. Definitely wouldn't say you just should drink Chardonnay. Yeah, yeah. Hey snackers, it is back to school time and boy do we have the brand for you. Oh yes we do. We are so excited to share with you guys another time. Simple modern. Okay. They have everything you need for back to school with backpacks, drinkware, lunch bags, etc. And all your favorite designs and partners like Disney. How fun is that? Marvel. Okay. Oh, superhero. Yes. And more. I've been using the Blakely lunch bag literally every day. It's in the fridge right now. It is my favorite. Go check it out. Okay. So my favorite is a 40 ounce Trek tumbler this summer. I have it in apricot, but have we seen it in the Barbie pink? <laughs> Have we? I also really want that one too. So <gasps> cool. I use it at the gym, at the pool, on road trips, everywhere that you would need something cold to drink. I also love that 10% of the profits at Simple Modern are committed to causes like solving the water crisis, mm-hmm. fighting human trafficking, education, ending homelessness, and helping underprivileged communities. That is so cool. All right, friends, if you want to join us with your Simple Modern products, go to www.simplemodern.com slash snack show. And by sharing your email, you'll get a unique discount code just for you, or you can bundle and save for the back to school. Again, that is www.simplemodern.com slash snack show. In my head, true or false me here. In my head, I think grapes from Europe feel inherently better because they're older. They feel more ancient. I was just going to ask you, how do you feel old world versus new world? Or is that just false and new world has just as good wines? I think there are new world styles of wine that are just as good made, like made here as well. South America, Australia make really good stuff. Uh, I personally tend to find myself liking more old world style stuff. And I do think it's... Not necessarily because the age of the vines, so that's probably part of it. I do think it is something to do with the just the the heritage of how long they've been making those wines over there. They kind of have like a really they're just a little bit more practiced. Like even in the U.S., the wine industry isn't that old. Um, but that's not to say I feel like I keep backtracking myself because like <laughs> there's never just like this clear cut yes sure. answers. I do tend to drink more. Like I'm particularly i love italian wines like that's that's my go-to and for me it's like that world in and of itself is so broad like i could spend the next like five years just drinking italian wines and Uh and be constantly trying new stuff and learning new stuff and all that kind of stuff so i do think it's fun to do stuff like that where you actually like i'm gonna pick a region and i'm gonna try a ton of different wine styles from northern italy and just taste a ton of stuff from northern italy and see what i like yep. from northern italy because it's going to vary diff- totally differently but it's it's definitely not as clear cut that it's just things from uh america versus things from europe sure, sure. now there's also a huge stylistic difference so you can definitely like something from grown in california and made in california a lot more than something just because you are more partial at style mm-hmm. like for me i'm not a big california cab cab sav guy i've had some okay. i've had some very good ones but as a broad genre they're a little bit fruitier uh from california and they're a little more just like jammy a little more like full that way uh-huh. and coming for like let's say for like bordeaux for like those are a little more earthy they're a little less fruit forward for me so i tend to be i tend to like that style of cabernet done that way so it's not necessarily even a better or worse it's just the styles yep. are so yep. different that totally i makes tend sense. to be partial to the style of old world wines more. okay um talk to me about chianti that okay. is one red wine that i have loved love to hear that <laughs> um and i heard traditionally it came in like a basket like the bottle was is oh like, yeah there's that oh, classic, yeah. The classic uh-huh. weave yes. on the, uh, yes. the Chianti basket I don't know if you knew the history of that but just in general Chianti I don't, thoughts I, I've heard the story no I'm a big fan of Chianti so okay. here's a fun thing so Chianti uh-huh. that is the name like we were talking about of the of place the place yes so that is actually not a type of grape so a Chianti right. is not a grape varietal right something to that is a a red wine made in Chianti if it is a like an official like if it says Chianti on it, yeah. that is a Sangiovese. 
So that that's wine the name varietal, of the grape. That is the name of the grape is Sangiovese. San so that is going to be at least 90% Sangiovese to make that Chianti. Then there's different kind of subcategories in there, but broad rule, Chianti is a Sangiovese. And I personally really love Sangiovese, so okay. I like Chianti. It's a dry... Is there a translation there? St. Joseph? Uh, I don't, I don't, I, mean, oh, no, I have I no know. idea. It's spelled S A N G I. Oh, uh, yeah. Okay. Sangiovese. I don't think so. Okay. But maybe. Jamie's our research department. Yeah, that. will you look that up? How do you spell it? S A N G I O V E S E, maybe? Sangiovese. S A N G I O V E S E. Sangiovese. Uh, it's. You keep looking up that translation. Yeah, I will. Um, okay. It's a sensitive grape. That's what I've read so far. <laughs> so is Jamie. No, I'm, I'm not. On you the, the, op- the, the opposite. It's a bold, <laughs> but fi- fickle. <laughs> keep going. Oh, is this my, are we talking about my nope, wine still varietal? Still saying Jamesa. <laughs> oh, that's a good question. Pairing. Okay. Is that something that you specialize See, this in? This is fun. Uh, so... <laughs> Specialized would be a strong word. So sure, I've, sure. I've kind of, um, I've kind of had the way I think about wine pairing like reframed for me recently. It's been really helpful uh, to think about. As I, honestly, should we be drinking some wine by now? Well, I think we should. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's take a quick. Let's take a quick. Okay, pause. so t- what's real quick though? What's your? Do you have a favorite? Like, is orange wine a favorite? Because I feel like now that I've been around you and you try it, or is it just because it's different and that's why you want it, people to try it? When you I do think it's just because it's kind of fun and different. Yeah. I do like okay. to share that one with people because it's not one they've probably come across yeah, yet, yeah. and it's more approachable than what's my typical favorite, which is like dry, high tannin, highest like acidity red wines. That's that's what, my what, jam. What kind of if someone were to be getting a type of wine, what would that description be? Um, honestly, some Chiantis can be that way. Chianti okay, Bases yeah. are pretty high tannin, high acidity. Um, Nebbiolo is a grape bridal that's used to make Barolos. Have you heard of Barolos or Barbarescos? So mm-hmm. those are Italian uh, regions again. Okay. And uh, those are, again, high tannin, just kind of punchy red wines um, made with Nebbiolos. And that's another one. Of, that's probably like my current favorite grape bridal right now is Nebbiolo. Nebbiolo. Um, okay. So that one, and then Alianico is another one. That's a that's the red I've wine. I've literally never heard of any me of the neither. words. Me neither. I'm okay. learning so much. This is amazing. <laughs> okay, sorry. Let me let me go a little more mainstream. Then. No, no, no. I uh, love this. Oh, this is great. I'm gonna pour wine while you guys keep discussing. Perfect. Well, and can I also say I did look up the definition of Sangiovese. Are we ready for this? Please, yes. It is a wine known by many names, but none are quite as fascinating. This is our friends over at UsualWines.com. Um, as fascinating as the blood of Jove. Okay. Um, named, and who is this Jove? Named in central Italy thousands of years ago, the name Sangiovese is translated from the Latin sanguine Jovis, meaning the blood of Jupiter or the Roman king of the gods. Okay. Love so, that. Okay, I am so excited. I was just about to sip it, but I'm going to wait for you guys because we right. have to cheers. Thank you. Of course. Yes. It's a must. Cheers. What do they say in Italy? Salute. Salute. Oh. <laughs> What's who says um slancha? Slancha. I'm not sure. And then um doesn't that. Italy go chin chin? Wasn't that the video? She's pulling that from a meme she saw in yeah, 2020. No. Wasn't that the, do you remember the video in I can early, confirm that at no point while I was in Italy, er, anybody early, go chin chin. Um in er, early COVID there was this guy that was cheersing himself and it was a room that was mirrored all the way around and he'd go chin chin. Chin chin, and he just tapped the mirrors because he was sitting by himself. Are we sure and, he's Italian? I don't know. That's why I was saying. Uh, okay. Is that is that where? That yeah. So okay, here just we go. To me out. So this is a uh, Sauvignon Blanc. Okay. Uh, from Chile, and so it's a Sauvignon Blanc, but it's orange, orange. So yeah. So, so all it's just made would, with the skin. If I was at the store, mm-hmm. or yeah, if I was at the store and I was like, I want a Sauvignon Blanc, but I want it fermented with the skin so one way to ask for that if you were to go to a wine shop and yeah. nashville's pretty good with natural wine so even most of like the larger stores are going to mm-hmm. have some minimal low intervention or yeah. natural wines however you call it low skin, intervention really I know, minimal I love that too. Too. It really skin gets contact is usually a good way to skin say contact, say do you guys have any skin t- skin contact white wines that's a good way to ask I love for it this. naturals are you some people just call natural skin wine. contact you know what i mean <laughs> cheers <laughs> Adults only. So you try that. A skin contact's a hug. Or a kiss. Sure, so but a, a hug. Sure. So a Sauvignon Blanc's a pretty high acidity uh, grape. So it's going to have kind of that acidic sparkle to it. 
it might have some of that effervescence. <laughs> That's my personality. Um, a lot sparkle. of a lot of skin to contact whites actually have kind of like a natural effervescence to them, so you might like them because they can kind of have a I little bit of a, say, there's just a, a little bubbly, bit of bubbly to it, and that's just because sitting on the lees, the way that it ferments, it just kind of has a little natural CO2 buildup in the bottle, so you just get a little of that. It kind of settles a little bit as the bottle's open, but honestly, there's not like a strong alcoholic flavor to this. Okay, like this it, one. It let's feels... see what's the ABV on this one. The what? ABV. I know that. So this is 13.5, which is medi- a medium is alcohol. It's a medium alcohol in terms of the range. Most wines are 12 to 14 and a okay, half. Okay. So 13 and a half, medium to medium high. We're going to be. Um, oh, in a wow. Minute. Yeah. I'm glad this so, is an end of day record. Um, no, this is great. I'm a big fan. Good. Yeah. Great. So, Very big fan. And I think there's just a little extra, there's a little air, a little more aromatics to it. Um, and not necessarily, it's not this good, bad, right, or wrong uh, Sauvignon, Blanc, mm-hmm. Sauvignon Blanc made with skin contact or not it just mm-hmm. it just gives it a different take on it that i think is kind of fun and a little different to it okay you might have so, already said this but answer me this yeah anything that's skin contact white is considered an orange wine yeah so an orange wine is any white varietal process with the skin the skins involved in some in some amount there's okay. not really set rules on how long got it white wines are made with as soon as the grapes are crushed they're pressed off the skins immediately got it because that's where that's where all that color and that um some of that tannin can come in as well. So traditionally, white wines will never have tannin because all the tannins comes from skin, unless there's some tannin from oak. Another another subject. Tannin. Yeah. Give me a death. Uh, it is a drying sensation okay. that um, comes from the. I, I forget the. It's. I think it's just like a. It's a compound in the mm-hmm. wine, and it. The best way to kind of taste for it is actually in your upper gums. So when you're kind of mm. tasting the wine, you'll feel like this dryness in like the front. Like, I know what you're talking teeth. about. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's so that's tannin. tannin. Got um, it. And it can just add. That comes from the skin of the grape, typically. Okay. Um, and so and and can also get some tannin from oak aging. So if something's okay. aged on oak, you can get some tannin from that. And it just kind of changes the way that it feels in your mouth yep. and the way it kind of sits on your palate. Yeah. So okay. That's tannin. But a traditionally, a white wine will never have tannin, but orange wines right. will because they've been on the skin. So an orange wine is always going to be made from a white wine varietal. So yep. you can have orange wines from Pinot Grigio, Chardonnay, from yep. Sauvignon Blanc, okay. from uh, all that different stuff. So, but it just has the skins involved. In. Now, can you do an orange spark? I mean, I know this has like natu- natural effervescence, mm-hmm. but could you do like a, a skin contact champagne? Yeah, totally. Yeah. <gasps> They're out there. A whole new world has opened up for Fallon over here. I am so excited. You learned a lot today. I mean, here. I'm I'm here for it. So you're asking about pairing. Do you want to go back to pairing? Oh, yeah, yeah. Let's go back to pairing. Yeah, just quick. I I was going to say, I don't know where we're at for time here, but. Yeah, let's keep going. This episode is too fun. We can't cut it off now. We got at least 20 more minutes. Oh, my God. <laughs> Jamie, pour, okay. again, pour some more. 10 Here more we go. minutes. We'll give you 10. We'll okay. give you 10. So, okay, pairing. So pairing. So I think when I first started drinking wine, which let's, let me just say as well, I've not always been this like huge, like always into this wine. Like yeah. it's okay to go on a wine journey to like yeah. figuring out like the ni- like the nicer things that you like and the way you like it. It's like when drink, I, pray, love. Drink, pray, love. When I first started drinking wines, I was drinking out of boxes, and there was now sure. there was box wines that I thought Chuck. were better. And the way that I moved through it is, I just started trying to notice which wines that I liked, and then trying to figure out like the commonalities to it. So Got if it. I drink like a red wine, I go like, oh, this is good, and um, okay, it's a cabernet. It's okay, cool. So let me try another cabernet. And I try another. One. I was like, oh no, I didn't like that cabernet as much as the other one. So what was different about that other one? Was it from a different region? Was uh-huh. it from And you just kind of like pick your way through noticing sure. what you like and don't like. So with your white wine and you're you're saying you, you know, between Pinot Grigio or Chardonnay, you uh-huh. could say, "Well, I like this Chardonnay better than this Pinot Grigio. Were they made in similar places yes. or were they made in totally different places yes. or do I just like the way that this region tastes or versus mm-hmm. this grape kind of yep. a thing? So you can yep. kind of play around with it that way. I think yeah, that's a I fun way that. to kind of, because the wine, if you just go to a shelf, like just a shelf of wines, it's, just, it's a little overwhelming of, oh, what do I even totally. try next? And totally. so trying by region can be a good way uh-huh. to do it or trying different regions of the same grape can be another fun way to kind of just figure out what you like and don't like in wines. So when it comes to pairing though, the way I used to think about wine is I would think, 
what common flavors do these wine and this food share? Like, oh, if this wine's kind of light and fruity, like, do I want to have it with something more kind of sweet? Or if it's, you know, uh, if this wine's really herbal, do I want something more savory kind of thing? And I actually don't think that's the right way to think about pairing and trying to find similarities between the two. What I've learned is that food is always going to have a bigger impact on your palate than wine will. Okay. So when you're thinking about food and wine, you need to be thinking about how is this food going to affect how I taste the wine. And so you kind of have four to five primary like sensory like baselines on your palate. So you like have taste, like salty, sweet, sweet. salt, acidity, um, and then spe- specifically with wine, alcohol and tannin. Okay. And so pairing with that when you have salty food acidic food spicy food and umami and sweet those are all going to change the way that you perceive the wine and what it does effectively is whatever is the most prominent characteristic of the food is going to take that characteristic out of your wine or it's just going to reduce it a lot so if you have a wine that's already really dry and not very fruity, not very ripe, doesn't have a lot of like sweetness to it. Uh, and you pair that with something that has like a sweet base to it or even something like almost like a dessert. Mm-hmm. That wine is going to taste so just harsh and flavorless mm-hmm. because it's all that's going to come through the wine now is the acidity and the yeah. bitterness of the tannin because you've prepped your palate with something that's already sweet yeah. and now you don't taste the sweetness of that wine. Got it. But okay, conversely, okay. if you have some like a wine that's really high acid um, and almost kind of tastes like a little bit harsh to start with, if it's something that's like, oh, I just don't like how bitter or like acidic this wine tastes, if you pair that with something that's either high acidity uh, or high like in salt, it's going to lower the way you perceive the acidity mm-hmm. from the wine and mm-hmm. it's going to balance that wine out. So that's kind of just like a different way of, it's yeah. not so much pairing the flavor. It's how am I going to pair the predominant characteristic of this wine versus, and how is that going to, or the food and how is it going to affect the wine? Yeah. Yep. And so yep. it's not necessarily a good or a bad, you can kind of drink a wine with any food, but what food you have with a given wine is going to really change how you perceive that wine. Does that make sense? Yeah, totally. Yeah. Wow. I I just, this is my favorite episode. <laughs> I'm saying it here. This is so interesting to me. I love it, it so much. Yeah, it, it, it can be fun because it, it makes you start thinking about what you're drinking with what you're eating way more. Because right. you're kind of like, okay, like this is like some acidic fish. So if I pair that with um, something that's like high acid, like a Sauvignon Blanc typically is, that's going to really balance out that Sauvignon Blanc. And you might actually not like it as much because you're like, oh, what I really like about Sauvignon Blanc is that acidity. And this makes it taste too free. I don't like this. But you might like that it makes it more balanced as well. So it's just, yeah. you, there's kind of some experimentation in there. And there's some classic examples of, you know, if you have a really light wine, like a like a Beaujolais, which is a French region, it's made with Gamay is the grape. Uh-huh. It's a really fun, like summer red wine, very light, very fruity, low acidity. Um, and it's also made, made to be drank right away. So you're not trying to age a Beaujolais. You want to drink it within a year or two okay. of it being bottled. Otherwise, it starts just kind of getting flat and there's no flavor left to it. So you're not going to pair that with a steak because that steak flavor is so intense. It's just going to just pull all the body and the flavor out of that that Beaujolais, it's just not gonna. It's just not gonna be very interesting because it doesn't have the body and the weight to hold up to it. So there is some. There's some classic truth to the pairings of like steak with your cabs, or sure. you know, fish with a Sauvignon Blanc, or you want spicy food with a uh, with a Riesling and chocolate chip cookie with a chocolate chip cookie with. You'd want to do something a little bit sweeter because again, okay. if you did something that was not very sweet to start with, the sweetness of the cookie is going to make that wine that wine taste just kind of one-sided and not in a good way it's going to take away that balancing of the fruit in there so you'd want to do something that's a little bit sweet a little bit more fruit forward um would probably help now you could do like a truly sweet wine which is Uh a whole other category of wines that we haven't really 
delve That'll into. That'll be um, We'll do a different two. episode yeah, of sweet <laughs> wines. Um, those are wines that actually have um, residual sugar in there still. Whereas, yeah, what's the like big famous dessert wine? The, um, port. Thank uh, you, port. Yeah, so that would be considered a fortified wine. That's what I was going to say okay. to yeah. you. That totally. is yeah. fortified. It's fortified. Thank a you, Fallon. Sauternes, I believe, is a, f- a famous French sweet wine. Um, some Rieslings are considered sweet wines mm-hmm. as well, and so those actually have sugar left in them. Those are kind of more dessert wine category. Yep. Ports and sherries are fortified wines, so that's kind of a different category got entirely. Got it, got it, got it. Um, yeah. Again, we are doing a part two. I'm claiming it <laughs> I, I need I, to know more. I need more. I'm just getting started. I know. I need to know more. Um, okay. Last question, and then we'll jump into our last segment, and then we'll let you go. We're in Nashville, Tennessee. Where do you go? What's your favorite wine store that would give me great selection? Wow. Man, this is... Um... I feel like this is too much power. I feel like somebody no, should be sponsoring us to give us a poll. <laughs> we'll, we'll call them afterward and ask them. Uh, <laughs> so on my side of town in East Nashville, uh, the two shops I go to the most would probably be one called uh, Last Chance Liquors okay. um, on Dickerson. So it's yep. actually a old um, historic liquor store that uh, has recently been renovated and turned cool. into like a nice boutique wine and uh liquor shop um okay. so they've got a really good wine selection uh, over there uh fun fact i actually do a couple night shifts over there and <gasps> do the wine stuff over there so that's a little bit of an unplug. we'll talk later I'm learning yep. something new so uh last chance is great Vito is their like wine guy over there if you go to Vito and just like say hey this is what i'm looking for this is what i like and drop your name that this and that's probably <laughs> the best thing i could tell you about like drinking more wine is try and find a shop that is of like a reasonable size, so not just like a massive like total wine. Sorry, total wine. Uh, <laughs> that is just going to have yeah. people there just trying sure. to move move stuff out the door, right? And try to build a relationship with somebody that you know is like there semi often, and and have a back and forth with them. Like the next time you go, you go like, oh, I really liked this about this last one, but I didn't like this. Got Can it. I have more like? Yep. I want to try for something more like this. So yep. I like Last Chance and Woodland uh, Wine Merchants in East Nashville are good. Okay. On the other side of town, uh, Cork Dorks does a good job. Oh, my um, gosh, that Midtown. name. I know. <laughs> so Midtown Cork Dorks is good. I've had good luck at Cool Springs Wine and Spirits down in the Franklin yeah, area. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, they have some good stuff. But those are those are probably like my go-to spots okay. for sure. Great. Yeah. I mean, I'm in. So, yeah, I'm going to be visiting. All- Vito and I, we're going to be <laughs> like this. Um, okay, Jamie, do you want to escort him into our next segment? Yeah. So, Jesse, yep. you know what is happening at the end of every episode is that we do Snack, snack of, of the Week. week. Oh, I was going to do it with you guys. Oh, oh wait. One, um, two, two, three. Snack, snack of, of the, the week. week. Yes. We did it. Yes. We did it. We did it. Um, okay, since you're our guest of honor. Oh, wow. Please go first. Tell us. Jesse McGowan. Is this just so you can think of yours? No, no, I have mine. I told you. I told you. I had mine at the end of the episode. Um, Please tell us what is your snack of the week. My snack of the week borders on an appetizer, but I feel like that. Anything's a snack if you try it. You guys have really broad definitions of snack. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 100%. The casserole episode, which. I feel like could be a whole. I feel like I should. I my I almost used my wine episode just as an in, so I could just go to town on this casserole episode. Wait, whose casserole team were you? Do you remember? You guys both Did really pushed the, the boundaries of the casserole episode. I yeah, I made wow. all the dessert casseroles, wow, um, which again casserole in with my homies. There's no, there's no. I don't, I it's no not idea. a dessert casserole at that point. It's a pie or sure. Anyways, qualms aside. I'm, I'm hearing uh, Team Fallon. I, that's gen- what I'm hearing. We're generous with our terminology here. At I, the I, I do think Fallon. I think you had the more true yes. lineup. Of yeah, you guys are both from the Midwest, so you guys can casserole uh, it right I, on. I'm, out I'm, here. Not, <laughs> so, I'm one of I'm one of five boys. My mom fed us on casseroles because yeah, that's same. how you feed a house same. of boys. Yeah, yeah, so. same. Okay, I appreciate sorry, that. Sorry, okay, sorry. snack of the week. Um, snack of the week. All right, I'm gonna go with burrata and yes! fresh sourdough. So my wife loves baking sourdough. So probably one of our fave little like afternoon before dinner go-tos. She's got a fresh loaf of bread. We do a burrata. Take that burrata out of the fridge like 20, 30 minutes before you're going to eat it. You want to soften it up a little bit. Mm. Drizzle some fresh olive oil, a little salt. If you want to do a little balsamic and basil, you can throw some tomato in there. Yes. Little uh little burrata with an That's and a great pa- snack of the week. You can pair that great with anything really. I mean, burrata is a real flexible pairing, you know, something that's you know got a little structure to it. So, mm-hmm. uh you know, a good merlot blend, cab blend, an orange wine would be great with that. Um 
Yeah, Burrata is my salad. Oh, I love Burrata. I don't know if you've ever been to Greenery Co. down in Hillsborough Village. They have a salad called a lot of Burrata. You might like it. Ooh, okay. Whole big chunk of Burrata on a bed full of some sort of spring mix and then beets. Love a spring mix. That sounds great. Yeah. Um, Okay, I'm going to, can I continue with my snack of the week? Because it's just as sophisticated as your Burrata. Yeah. Listen closely now. You said Burrata. Uh Let me pair that with, have you heard of Chomps? Oh my gosh! Beef Chops? sticks. Yes. Oh wow! C H O M P S. See, look, we're, the snack show is just all about pe- appealing to all it's levels true. of it's refinement. True. Hey, we and... meet you where you're at. That's true. We talked about chomps a couple weeks ago. I went to Costco this weekend, got a you know 18 count bag because I'm trying to up that protein game. And y'all, they're really good. Yeah, they're my um, travel snack. They're always really in my bag when I good. travel, when I need some quick protein. Sophisticated Slim Jims, thank you. I of know. It. I've just never been able to get around, get in on the beef sticks. Is I've, it the casing? At parts, it's just, it's. I think it's the aroma. I think if they just, uh, okay, they just so gave it a chomps, little less smell. Chomps has like a turkey one that I like that yeah. doesn't feel quite so like, smell like a convenience store. Yeah. It's just a, it's just a lot on the aroma. It, it just, I get it. And it kind of lingers. Yeah. And you know the fact that you've got to say casing when you're talking about them. Well, <laughs> you got to be fair. Well, let me just say I've been enjoying them. So my snack of the week is chomps. I had it for breakfast this morning Cheers and it was you. awesome. Wow, a chomps for breakfast. Chomps for breakfast. We've got to find you some more time to make a better breakfast for yourself. Next, next week, I'm, is great. next time I'm going to introduce you to Cracklin' Oat Bran. You just wait. Oh my god. <laughs> I think I've had it, but I'm, I'm all ears. Okay, Jamie, what's your snack of the week? Okay, my snack of the week is Trader Joe's. Recently posted about a haul on Instagram of things I found. And my new favorite thing is coconut chocolate-covered almonds. Wow. So it's basically their dark chocolate-covered almond. But there's like a coconut flavor inside. And Fowl, I know you'll hate this because you don't like coconut. Mm -mm. But Trader Joe's did me right. I'll let you try one after the show to see I've got some in my office. But they are so good and they're my new favorite snack. Mm, Love it. So... Are they new to Trader Joe's or new to you? They're uh, new to me, but I can't tell you when they appeared at Trader sure. Joe's. Sure. Great. They could be new, or I could have just never found them until recently. Yeah. I love it. So, Jesse, I've said it before, but this Folks. has been such a good episode. <laughs> I, I think I felt like I just went on six different tangents for about no, will 12 you please minutes come each. Back? I would love to come back. If Jamie, <laughs> I literally need a Jamie's going to have to block out more than a, a 30 minutes, I think. But. No, I think it's fine. <laughs> yeah. We just try to say 30 minutes for our audience. It's but true. You guys can keep talking about wine as yeah, much as Yeah, we'll you be want. back. We'll be back for more. Thank you guys so much for listening and being part of our wine episode. Jamie. I'll eat more snacks before then. <laughs> you set me up terribly. <laughs>